and welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and as usual, I am joined on the virtual front porch by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow Thompson. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Glad that you're listening today. Hope you've done some neighboring recently, and uh, always feel free to share that with us. And today we are excited because we have a special guest on the podcast who I have a feeling will be around for a while because we hired her. And so um, we want to welcome um, Maddie Johnson, who is, we are right now having some transition in our staff and Maddie will soon be the coordinator of the Good Neighbor Experiment. So Maddie, welcome. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah. Um, I think maybe to start, uh, Maddie, could you just give us like a real brief introduction, like who you are and like why, why you um, said working for the neighboring movement might be a good thing for your life at this moment? Yeah, you bet. So I grew up out, well, I grew up in Kansas City, as we say, which means I wasn't actually born and raised in Kansas City, but in Overland Park, Kansas, a nice suburban area, and um, had a great, great time upbringing, you know, suburban lifestyle, and then headed to K-State for my undergrad, and then went to seminary up in Chicago um, at Garrett Evangelical, and then in the last couple of years, I've been in Winfield, Kansas at Grace UMC, being their lead pastor, and yeah, what brought me to neighboring, uh, I'd heard of neighboring for a long while, and uh, what's really cool about this connection is the church that I'm currently at um, is a big neighboring church after they got connected with the neighboring movement, and so um, for it to be my next step feels pretty pretty cool and um, just very connected in ways I can't even understand, and so um, yeah, that, that's what brought me to neighboring. I just want to continue doing that work more full-time, and I'm super pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. We to give listeners kind of some background. So the Good Neighbor Experiment is the work we do with churches, and it's it's where we bring churches through like nine months of training, um, and they go through it in a cohort. And we just in 2020 we received a very large grant to expand that, and so it's a becoming a national program um, with, I mean, potentially like a boatload of work which we're really glad that Maddie's coming to do. I love work. So <laughs> That's great. That's great. And we've had for the last, um, we'll be ending two years, Karen Rice Ratzliff has been on our team doing that work. And Karen is being reappointed, which is a process in our United Methodist system to um, a supervisory role over like 120 churches. Very important, great stuff. We're excited for Karen to go and do that. And when that position came open, we were sitting together with the kind of the our little team, like who might like who might we get? And I think Maddie's name was maybe the first person to come up. Yeah. So like the fact that she then was willing to apply and said yes and like all that, just really, really stoked that, that Maddie was able to come on board. So very honored by that. <laughs> you're you've been in ministry now for a while um 
and you went into into this like I'm curious, like, because you in the Methodist system, you become an elder or a deacon. Both are fully ordained in our church. Elders are kind of what people think of as typical United Methodist pastors serving a local church. Deacons are a little bit different in that they kind of connect as a bridge between the church and the world. And and Maddie is in process of moving towards deacon, or actually, I guess, has kind of already moved towards deacon. And so I'm curious, like, did you, when you started going towards ministry, did you like know what you wanted to do at all? Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. I, uh, it's funny. I preached yesterday a little bit about it, but at seminary, you're supposed to do your call story and you have to do it over and over again and just know your that. call. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and I, I, it was interesting in, in reflection and to look in hindsight because I felt called, but I had no idea to what. And I also witnessed a very niche experience of church. And I knew where I grew up was not something I was called to, <laughs> and mm. I couldn't see myself in that. And so I think for a long time, it, it took me just forever to say yes to the unknown of, of ministry, just because I knew what I wasn't. And, mm. and it was it just, it has continued to be a process of, well, I guess I'm not this, or I guess I'm not this. And so, you know, by process of elimination, I should be able to land at some point, but um, yeah, it's not felt, felt very clear to me. And, and I, I think it's been interesting to know and be going through the good neighbor experiment and to talk about gifts has actually one of the conversations I'm, so I'm a facilitator, it currently which is one of the other many things the neighboring movement is growing in and one of the conversations that we had in our facilitators group was about gifts and it dawned on me that there's a difference between gifts that people can use and for their own agendas and then gifts that bring life mm. um, and sometimes there's overlap but for right. me I've in my discernment of call, I think often I've been leaning into the gifts that have utility for others. Um, and, and, you know, I've been grateful for those voices. And even if some of them have their own agendas that aren't mine, like I've been grateful. Um, but it, it wasn't until we were really able, we were able to talk as facilitators about really these deep core gifts that we have um, and even the life that kind of stems from them, because that has to be it, right? They can't just be giftedness that people can use and there's no life around them, which I think is, is what has helped in my discernment of what I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but now to step forward in what, who I am and the giftedness I really feel called to use in my day-to-day, -day, um, that, that's been really helpful. And it's not been until you know, this semester to really, wow, I, I'm still a student, I guess. Um, it's been <laughs> in the last few months um, that I've been able to really name that for myself and name that distinction to, to move forward more confidently into what I feel called to. Like, what would be an example of, like, gifts used for utility mm -hmm. or other people's agendas, I think mm -hmm. was the phrase. And then like 
gifts that are life-giving. And the, the buzzword for me right now is vitality. Mm. Um, gifts that nurture vitality is the, the word, phrase I'm in, I would play with with there. But yeah, they can be fabricated or personal, whatever you want to share. But yeah, <laughs> well, I think the, so in my last two years of ministry, well, for all of us, there's been so many gifts needed uh, to, to really see through whatever work we've been doing. And um, I, I do feel I have a lot of giftedness in organization and order, which in the midst of crisis is helpful. Um, and again, I don't think it, it's so much for people's agenda. I think the agenda piece was getting into the pastoral role. But once I was here, a majority of my job was spent organizing. And I, I love a good Google sheet. Like I just love <laughs> to be able to organize, but it's not life-giving. It's like a practical thing that I have to do. Uh -huh. uh, and I'm spending 75 to 80% of my time doing it. And, and so I think then to shift and see like, what actually do I do in my day that feels really life-giving and something that I feel like I've not had capacity for that throughout my discernment of call has been pretty constant is like my giftedness in relational kind of going to grab coffee, like really authentic or organic check-in and hear how you are and and to grow together in that space and to see that as really holy. But because I'm spending so much of my time using these other gifts that are not really life-giving to me, I have no energy to do the thing I actually feel called to. And so by the time I sit down and grab coffee with someone, I'm, I'm at like an empty <laughs> mm. and I don't feel like I can live into who I really feel called to be. And so while any job and any experience has things that are not life-giving like that's just any job even if you're in your dream job there's parts you don't don't love but for most of my gifts to be you know 75 to 80 percent of my job mm -hmm. and it's not life-giving gifts <laughs> that I'm using I think it not only takes away time from things I feel gifted and called to but even when I do get to do it I have no energy to do it mm -hmm. and so I think my hope and 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 a lot of what I've seen in the neighboring movement is being able to shift my time and, and my energy to doing more of what I feel not only gifted at, but called to. So. Yes. Yeah, that's great. We, I mean, so part of this comes back to our understanding of this guiding principle of joy being so important in everything we do. And like what you're talking about is like, it's doing all those things that don't bring life like it drains joy it doesn't feel and and it's not as authentic to you as other things might be and when you're doing those things that are authentic then the joy just comes naturally from it and so like I hope people use I think you're giving a very like practical example of what we mean when we're talking about joy and I hope that uh, if you're listening to this, you're using this as like, okay, that's how we discern using joy as kind of like that litmus test. I guess uh, let's do one like in closing question, like 
as you you're in the midst of transition right now so you're not really like even started yet but as you as you come to the neighboring movement like what's your hope for this mm -hmm. this new job in this new place doing these new things yeah well gosh i have so many hopes and and just a lot of energy around what's to come i think a piece of it is is what was shared before of just shifting some of my time and energy to do things I feel called to. And I, I'm just really hopeful personally for that. Um, I would also say being a solo pastor in the midst of a pandemic has been pretty isolating. And I, I moved within that time. And it's just, I mean, I think we're all feeling that in, in different ways. And so I'm just super stoked to have colleagues and to collaborate and just be in relationship daily with folks who are energized and excited about the same things. And, and I have wonderful folks at Grace who have come alongside me, but being a solo pastor is just a different role. Your job mm -hmm. is to really do it all and um, do it all without a lot of collaboration often. And so I'm just really looking forward to that collaboration and I'm excited about the growth and I'm sure you know, y'all are excited too, but it's probably a lot. And I'm just excited because I, I, I think neighboring is such a beautiful and authentic vision for not just the church, but just for people and, and who we're called to be as people in relationship. And so I'm just thrilled to be a part of something I really believe in and to help it grow as best as I can using gifts, both for utility and gifts <laughs> that I feel called to. And so I'm just, I'm excited for so many reasons and I'm, I'm just yeah. ready, ready for the, what's next. Let me start by saying thank you, Maddie, for taking the time to join us this morning. And um, it's worth noting that you're not on staff yet. And so I appreciate you taking some time out and uh, hanging out with us mm -hmm. and uh, joining in this conversation. And I'll reiterate again how excited we are to have you coming on board in just a few months. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, say that again. I said I'm really pumped. So thanks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I also want to give a word of thanks to uh, Jenna Moody, who edits our podcast and gets everything put together and posted. Really grateful for her work. Um, I want to give a shout out to Christopher Swanson, who schedules all of our interviews and podcasts and, uh, and actually does help keep things slightly organized uh, in spite of our best efforts. And uh, so thanks to him for that. Uh, and uh, thanks to you who are listening. Uh, for, for spending a little time with us on the front porch. And I hope this conversation has been inspiring for you. And uh, if you have thoughts, insights, or ideas, um, we would love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to reach out because neighboring really is a movement and uh, we're all in this together. So with that being said, um, we wish you well and happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Thank you.